Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kiseitze. Parshas Kiseitze has the distinction of containing the most mitzvos in a single parsha. There are no less than 74 mitzvos in this parsha. 27 positives and 47 restrictions. Among the mitzvos found in this parsha are a, the mitzvah of kvura, the mitzvah of burial, that a Jew is to be buried in the ground. And I think this is very important because today, when unfortunately so many people are fooled and they are led to believe that above ground burial is a valid halachic alternative, that is incorrect. And therefore, they should please try to make sure that there will be a proper kosher burial after their passing. And you have the in this parsha the mitzvah of both marriage, getting married a first time, and if unfortunately circumstances warrant it a second time, as well as the mitzvah of get, of Gerishin, divorce, meaning that if a split is to occur within a marriage, it is to be done in accordance with Jewish law, which is through a writ, a document of divorce, which is done exclusively for that couple. You have the mitzvah of shatnez, the mitzvah of not to wear wool and linen together. We adults, our children as well, the clothing should be checked for shatnez. Before I get to any of the individual mitzvos of Parshas Kiseitze, I'd like to begin with the mitzvah of v'yohavta l'reyacha kamocha which means literally, love your neighbor as yourself, which is found in Parshas Kedoshim. Why am I starting with that one? Because we all intuitively understand that this is one of the most difficult mitzvahs to be taken literally. In fact, it tells us the famous story in the Gemara Shabbos 31a, that when a prospective convert came to first Shammai and said convert me while I stand on one foot Shammai took the statement to be most arrogant and chased the man away Hillel doesn't blink while he was standing on one foot Hillel said to him that which is hateful to you do not do to your fellow now note Hillel does not say this statement in the positive. But rather, what you wouldn't want done to you, don't do to your friend. Because that's a little bit easier to digest. In fact, the Ramban understands this mitzvah to mean that when you are in a situation with others, show your empathy and support for them. You're at a wedding... You're there because you have to be there. It's your wife's cousin. You don't really know the chasan, etc. 
but you're there. So rather than sit at the table with a safer, you're going to go dance. Why? Because at your wedding, you would want people to dance with you. Another person in the circle is in more joy for the chasam. Similarly, someone is unfortunately sitting shiva in the community. That's what you're going to do. You're going to visit even though they're not your closest of friends because you are going to show this concept of loving your neighbor as yourself, meaning when they are in a certain situation, you will be there to, quote, compliment them in whatever that situation. Having said that, the halacha, I'd like to first begin with you, is the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. Among the many mitzvahs in this parsha, the Torah speaks and gives us three psukim at the beginning of chapter 22 of the mitzvah to return a lost object. And interestingly, the Torah, the way it expresses itself, says the following. You're not to see, and I quote it in the English just to save time, you're not to see the ox of your brother or his sheep or goat cast off and and you're going to hide yourself from them. Or to use the Yiddish, you're going to mach nishvisendik, you're going to make as if you didn't see it. The Torah says, you are to surely return it to your brother. Now this brother is not literally your brother. It means one Jew to another. And the double language, Hashev Teshivim, is not only understood as an affirmative statement that you are surely to do this, all right, but it also means you're to do it and do it again. That just in case you returned it once and it gets lost a second time, so come on, how much do I have to do even a second and a third time you want to do this on behalf of your brother? I really believe that the Alshech, in his commentary on this mitzvah, sheds new light on this mitzvah by saying the Torah didn't only present as an ideal to love your neighbor as yourself, but the Torah is giving us the wherewithal that we should come to accomplish this. How am I going to come to accomplish this? By putting me in a situation where I'm going out of my way. I am going out of my way for the next one. Now listen carefully. Take whether it's his animal, whether it is his ox, his sheep. Listen carefully. You've got to take it into your house, okay? What does that mean, into the barn? You've got to wash it, and you've got to feed it, okay? So now, what's going to be happening over here in this kind of a situation? You are literally putting yourself out for the next one, which is such an important you know, factor that it is willy-nilly creating in you that drive to be there for the next one. The mitzvah is transforming your character. Your nature, by definition, would be M-Y-O-B. 
mind your own business. Your nature is, I have my own things to take care of. I'm not going to get involved in somebody who I don't even know who it belongs to. But rather the Torah says, no, you are to get involved and very possibly, Hoshev, do it the first time because the Torah tells you to do it. And then after that, your nature is going to be Tishivim, that you are going to be, please God, doing it on your own. The Talmud gives us so many different examples of the righteous, how they were so careful with this mitzvah. In the Gemara Tanis 25a, we're talking about a gentleman who happened to uh, pass by the home of Rav Hanina ben Dosa, and he inadvertently left some chickens there. Okay, the wife of Reb Chanina ben Dosa found them, and Reb Chanina said to her, "Don't eat the eggs because, after all, it belongs to the owner of the chickens." So eventually, these chickens produced many eggs and more chickens, and it became a nuisance to them. So what did they do? They sold the eggs and chickens, and they purchased literally goats with them. And at a later time, the man came back and happened to say, by the way, did anybody find here once upon a time some chickens? And sure enough, when he gave the proper sign of identification that they were his chickens, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa said, here you are, these are the goats you know, that came from your chickens. It shows just one thing, what you've got to do in terms of the um, going out of your way for the next one. I believe this is such a powerful idea that this mitzvah in of itself is one that has this phenomena of being able to transform the character of man. Let's take another one. Towards the end of the parasha in Chamishi, the Torah says... Well, no, no, let's go further. We'll come back to Hamishi in a while. But let's go to... In Shvi, in chapter 24, Pasuk 19. When you cut your harvest in your field, and you forget a bundle in the field. What's the story? You come home with your worker, and you know that you had ten bundles or sheaves in the field. You count them off your wagon, and there are only nine. You left one in the field. Instinctively, what are you going to say to your worker? Either you're going to give him an argument for not being careful enough and putting all ten, or you're going to say, go back and get my bundle. And what does the Torah say? No, no, no. Lo so shuv l'kachto. You are not to go back to take it. Your nature is to go back. And the Torah says, no, you're not going to go back, but rather, la ger, la yosom, v'la'amono yiyeh. Leave it for the stranger, right? The one who doesn't have land, the, the, uh, the, the one who has converted and become part of our people. Give it to the orphan, give it to the letter for the widow, but you are not to take it. Now, the Torah does, yes, promise that God will bless you for your uh, reworking your character 
with Bechol Maaseh Yodecha in all your work. However, the idea is that this mitzvah as well is transformative in nature. Your nature is to, come on, uh, go back. And now let's take a third one. The Torah says the following. Very, very interesting. Kisavo Bikerem Reyecha. When you go, this is at the beginning of Hamishi, when you go into literally the vineyard of your uh, uh, neighbor, friend, and here the rabbis understand this to mean that we are talking about the worker, that a worker who is uh, working in the vineyard, so the Torah says that you must allow the worker to eat on the job. He's working with the grapes. You, the worker, may eat grapes as is your desire. However, the Torah concludes the verse, But you're not to put the grapes into your vessel and take them home. Some for my wife, and some for my children, and some for my mother-in-law. No. The answer is, you on the job, yes, you cannot take any home. Now let's think for a second. Why would you think that you can take it home? And this is what the Chinuch asks in Mitzvah 577 which is just this point, that he's not allowed to take anything home. And he asks very simply, why would there be a necessity for this? Would it not be gezel? Would it not be stealing? So he answers that the nature of man is that the person can easily rationalize to himself while he's working in the field that at such a time, come on, people aren't so you know, careful about it. They don't mind so much. It's not like you're taking something from their house. Stealing is something, but in the field, it's okay. I can take... So the Torah is telling us no. And listen to how he couches this. He says it was from the kindness of God that God adds another warning to us in order that we should, once again, my words, but his idea, he says, Lezako says Yisrael, give Israel merit, and I say to transform. The nature of man might very well be to be moreheta, to rationalize and say that it must be okay in this kind of a situation. And therefore, the Torah is telling us, no, this is not the case. So really, if you think about it, what the Torah is basically saying is that people who work on the job, it's very nice that you're using the computer for the boss, but do I use all my time at the computer for the boss, or do I go and look on what's on sale and where can I order, and how much am I using it for myself as well? Not necessarily, and most often not necess- with his, you know, permission. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, the WhatsApping on the job, all these kinds of quote-unquote distractions using the copy machine, not for work that is needed for the work, but for my own personal use that I'm going to be taking home, uh, notes of my child, etc. If you ask the boss and he gives you permission, wonderful. But 
If not, I really think that this verse, that even though many of us don't work in the vineyard, this really is hitting home. The Torah is transforming the nature of man. And this is such a powerful idea. We close with the thought of Rab Desla, who writes that you come to love somebody by giving for that person. And here what's happening is that by you going out of your way and giving and partaking and being involved in their lost ab- object, this is how we truly come and develop within ourselves the Ahavta, the Reacha, Kamocha. Shabbat Shalom to all.